This is Of Ink and Insight, and I'm Sin, an intuitive creator, mindfulness seeker, and expressive arts coach coming to you from The Snug, my tiny studio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Whether you think of yourself as creative or not, my aim is to clear the way for deep self-inquiry, to help quiet the critical voice and offer you the freedom to grow into an intuitive creative practice that truly nourishes you. I won't tell you all the right ways to write or make your art, but you can always count on me to provide plenty of prompts for experimentation, discovery, and sharing. My own messy writing, contemplative photography, and artwork is proof that courage, freedom, and beauty can be found in the smallest, most ordinary moments. Are you ready for more creative freedom? Then let's begin. Hello from the dead of winter in Minnesota. The days are short and dark here, which on one hand feels a bit depressing and heavy, but on the other hand, in a weird way, helps me be more productive with the daylight I do have. Nonetheless, January always seems like the longest month of the year. We're only halfway through and I feel like it's been two months since Christmas. January is also that month where resolutions come and go. And if you've vowed to stop doing something this year, like stop spending so much time on the phone, stop eating all the cookies, stop spending money on books until you've read the ones you bought last year, I suggested something a little different in my last Muse letter. Start something. Easier said than done, right? Whether you want to stop or start, change is hard. And then I was reading a fascinating book, The Adjacent Possible by Nancy Ellis, M.D., and sauntered right into Chapter 8. Zero to one, you can start anywhere. Hillis starts off explaining a mathematical concept that says the interval between 0 and 1 is larger than 1 to 2, 2 to 3, or 3 to 4, and so on. She does a fine job, but I won't even try to spell it out here. What's satisfying to me is the giant leap from nothing to something can be explained by math. And that means. If I find it difficult to get up from the sofa and go do a workout, I'm not just lazy. It's a bona fide canyon between the cushion and the treadmill. The great thing about being at zero is it's filled with possibilities. The bad thing about being at zero is it's filled with possibilities. Once we start... Once we get to one, a whole lot of those possibilities fall off the radar, and it becomes a little easier to see two on the horizon. But from zero, we literally have a 360-degree landscape. 
and it can feel really overwhelming. One problem I have with being at zero is the idea that I need to be ready for one. When I'm at zero, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, and it feels really uncomfortable. I think I need to have all the right tools, all the right information, a master plan. But in a creative life, having a master plan and all your ducks lined up is a huge conflict with creativity. If we insist on being ready, we may find ourselves not being spontaneous, innovative, or experimental. For someone like me who's deeply strategic, it's a little painful to just wing it. I know now that my real job is to put the discomfort in my pocket instead of trying to outrun it. And after being a beginner at visual art these last couple of years, I've learned that it's a wonderful thing to not know what I'm doing. It's brave and magical to step into the unknown without a plan. Not knowing is actually freedom. Because in the beginning, mastery isn't expected. Mistakes and messes are expected. Someday when I'm an expert at painting, my biggest problem will revolve around staying open, remaining teachable, creating something I've never created before. But not now. Not in the beginning. Right now, I can cut myself some serious slack because I'm at the height of openness. Nothing but teachable. And almost everything I make is something I've never made before. In fact, almost everything I do is better than the last thing I did. It's thrilling. So it seems in most cases we just need a little nudge to get beyond zero. And even though it's significant, it can be simple if we're willing to accept that literally anything can and will happen. The first thing I'll suggest is this. Observation is action. What I mean is that zero to one could look like just sitting in the same room as your tools and materials. It could look like watching someone else paint in a video or in a class. It could look like flipping through a book for a few minutes. I think the key here is to switch off other things that may distract you or interfere with your observing. We could take at least 10 minutes of undistracted time to just be in the space and sense into belonging there. The next thing I find helpful is to remember that I am always defining what I create, not the other way around. When we create something messy, sloppy, or even ugly, it doesn't mean that we are messy, sloppy, or ugly. What it actually means is we're not afraid to make a mess or be sloppy. We're not afraid to sift through what we think is ugly to find the nuggets of beauty that exists in all things. The concept of wasting paint no longer applies if we remember that every bit of ugly work we make is critical to our evolution 
It's inevitable and necessary. The only wasted paint is the kind that remains unused on your shelf. The last thing I'll suggest here is to think again about comparing yourself to others. I say think again because it's impossible to not have the thoughts. As humans, we're always comparing one thing to another, including ourselves. We're born wanting to fit in, to be better than. So it's normal to think, oh, my writing isn't good enough to publish. Or I wish I could paint like Susie. Now imagine you're in a charity walk with a hundred other people. The horn sounds and 200 feet start shuffling along. In a minute or two, you'll find that there are a bunch of people ahead of you. They are fit, fast, and have done 12 charity walks in the last two years. And you'll find that there are a bunch of people behind you, too. Maybe this is their first time. Maybe they're enjoying a conversation with another walker, just enjoying the scenery and not worried at all about finishing. There we are, in the middle somewhere. And maybe there's even a walker at the very back who sees you ahead and says, geez, I wish I could walk that fast. We'll never know because we don't often look back. Most of the time, we're only fixed on the finish line. And even that person at the very back is ahead of all those on the sidelines or back home on the sofa. The trouble with comparison is that while we're worried about all those people ahead of us, we're not able to fully attend and enjoy our own experience. Thinking we're not good enough can even keep us from taking the first step. So what is the first step for you? What do you imagine starting this year? It's all experimental at this stage. You don't have to play it safe. You can wade around in curiosity and wonder. Try a little something. Change direction. Begin again. Chances are, starting is easier than you think. Be willing to surprise yourself in this way. And don't be surprised if starting something helps crowd out one of those pesky things you want to stop doing. I find it really hard to paint and eat cookies at the same time. But somehow, I find a way. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Find show notes, additional resources, and a discussion thread for this episode at Of Ink and Insight on Substack. While all the content you find there is self-funded and freely available, you can help support me in this podcast by subscribing at the level that feels right for you. Just one more thing. I want to hear from you. What questions can I answer? What creative challenges can I help you overcome? Is there a guest you'd like me to meet and interview? Get in touch by finding of Ink and Insight on Substack or emailing me at sin at of ink and insight.com. I look forward to connecting.